You're listening to Grant and Tony on the Parked Up podcast, and yet again, we are parked up. But hey, race fuels knows motorsport, and we know the people who love motorsport don't like to sit still. You're building, tinkering, or tuning your race cars. Pick it in the guts, Barry. So if you're getting a vehicle ready for your next track day or next race meeting, consider Elf Race 102. It's a high octane unleaded fuel with 3% oxygen. It will protect your engine and you'll make power. Don't worry about our premiers shutting the borders. We warehouse Elf Race 102 in your home state and we can deliver to you. Drop us an email, info at racefuels.com.au. Two of the very best operators marked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. Hello, it's the Parked Up Podcast. We are powered by Race Fuels and my name is Grant Rowley. I'm joined by Tony Dalberto of the famous Dalberto name. And we're here for another episode of Parked Up. I'm not sure where I was going with that <laughs> Dalberto family name thing, but it came out of my face and we'll press on with it. Tony D, how are you? Wow. Wow. What an introduction. Thank you, Grant. Um, it's unbelievable. Rubbish. But we're not redoing um, it. Let's go. Okay. Well, we're into it. Hey, uh, big show. I know we say it every week and I'm going to say it again, but very special guest today in Matt Stone is going to join us. Um, not Sharon Stone, Matt Stone. Not Ross Stone, not Jimmy not, Stone. That's right. Matt, okay, the one and only Matt Stone. And he's got like no drivers in his cars anymore for next year. <laughs> so I'm going to hit him up. So I'm really excited about this interview. Mm-hmm. And there's been heaps going on in supercar land. But um, before we get Wait to that, what mm-hmm. what have you been up to over the weekend? Uh, I just was looking after my little girls. And I don't know if, well, we actually had, um, we had our largest ever Cobb Cup, which is uh, <laughs> me and some of the lads get together just on our PS4 and we play some simulators. But we actually invited a couple of extra people. Uh, Will Dale from... Oh, thanks. Will thanks, Dale from... You don't have a PlayStation. You've got the world's greatest simulator, but not a, not a PlayStation. Was this, was this on Saturday night? Yes. Ah, yep. oh, this makes a lot of sense now. Why is that? Was because that... you were taking so long to text me back about things. Ah, right. And I'm yeah. like, he's so distracted. What is going on with this guy? <clears throat> yeah, I had a bit. Uh, we had a bit going on. So uh, we got Will Dale, who works for the uh, the V8 Sleuth, as one of their content guys, one of their research guys. Absolute ripper bloke, and he came on for his first ever Cobb Cup. We call it. Uh, and Stefan Bartholomew, who also works at uh, V8 Sleuth, he was there. Andrew Van Leeuwen, of course, he does a bit. And I got my boy, Heath McAlpine, former Auto Action, now works for the Mighty Network R. I don't think uh, you have to add that in anymore. Was that that Heath works for Network R? No, that he's his former, former Auto Action. Yeah, no, I know, because yeah. he's taken a big step up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we all just came together and had a couple of beers and ate some pizza and raced online and... Uh, it was uh, it was a whole bunch of fun. I I even got a couple of victories, which is mm-hmm. a little rare for really? me. Really? Uh, see, I'm getting I'm getting a bit better at it. You can teach old dogs new tricks, Tony. I found yeah. this out. Okay, there you go. Um, You're not that old, though. You're not that old. No, no, just uh, just turned forty. Just very grey. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there we go. That uh, that was the week that was. But last week. On Parked Up, we had 
Lachlan Mansell and Aaron Noonan compete mm-hmm. in the ultimate motorsport nerd quiz. And it actually rated really well. Lots Very of feedback. Well. I got heaps of feedback. I got feedback from people I haven't spoken to in months and months and months. And they said that it was great. They listened to it and, uh, and they really enjoyed it. So I, th- and you missed out, you weren't actually I part did. of it. I know. So I thought I did some scouring and I thought that I would do a similar quiz mm-hmm. for yourself on, okay. on, uh, on some Tony D things that have happened over the years that I could find on YouTube and rip the audio off and, and hope like all buggery that, um, that, uh, no one picks it up for a copyright infringements or whatever. Now, while I was doing this, re- I found all these, these funny things he, what, before we go tick into what, what I actually did, the, uh, the, I found a, a news story that I filed when I was working for speed cafe which was when you missed out on the Phillip Island 511 <laughs> because you had chicken pox. I completely forgot about this. What? Yeah. So tell us what happened there. When did you actually realize you were sick? Yeah, I think it was literally on the Saturday morning of the Phillip Island Enduro. Um, I was partnering, oh, Dale Wood was partnering up with me, I should say. Back then I was the, the full-time driver in the Wilson Security FGX, I think it was, Falcon. Um, and yeah, I got a couple of spots on my back and I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. Maybe it's a little bit of a rash. And they just quickly got, you know, really aggressive real quick. And uh, I started going downhill pretty quick. And uh, Dr. Carl said, mate, you've got chicken pox and you better go home. So we, <laughs> we had to recruit a driver very quickly, mm. very, very quickly. And literally Taz Douglas was there with his helmet in hand. Like just coincidentally, I think he must have given me ch- chicken pox. To That's right. He's he's in, he's dropped something into your drink. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So yeah, he basically just chucked his helmet on and away he went and did the five hundred for us. So um, very weird scenario. But you know what? I, I was disappointed to miss the five hundred. Yeah, I'm sure you were. But do you know what? Or for me, the most significant bit, or the bit that I contributed to this, I didn't give you the chicken pox. There's a bit where I contributed when you got mm. the pox. So you did the Friday practice, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you woke actually, up. Actually, I did. I did Saturday morning. I did Saturday morning as well. Wow. And it, we're actually quite like reasonably quick. And everyone's like, "No, you'd be right." And I'm like, "No, I'm not <laughs> okay. I'm really not okay." I remember so, just like driving around, and I could only focus on literally what was directly in front of me, like real close. Everything else was a blur. Jeez. So I thought, "Nah, it's no good." Okay. So I remember your dad had called me to say that this was a thing and that I think at the time I might've been helping you guys out with a little bit of media releases or probably something probably. like that. So I came up with the plan of sticking red spots <laughs> on the front of your car. And we actually went really like, I just thought, you know, they'd put like uh, I'd, I'd suggested it and I thought, oh, you know, they'll put like six or seven little red spots mm. on the front of your well, what white bonnet, you know, with the, I think you had GB galvanizing on yep. the, on the yep. bonnet or whatever. Yeah, they were my sponsor to start with. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, there you go. And, uh, they, whoever was doing your sticker stuff, sign zone or Maddie, nah, it Maddie, Adams. Maddie Adams, Maddie, yeah, Adams. Maddie Adams from MotoSign. Go and they, see if you need a tradie wrap. There, there you go. <laughs> Free plug, Maddie Adams. No worries. 10% off my next, uh, next time I come into your shop. Yep. Uh, they put like 100 different sized red dots on the front of your car. I'll, uh, I'll post a photo up on the socials a little later on, 
Yeah, so that was uh, that was my little contribution. How did the boys go in the end? Did you actually watch the five hundred from your death? Yeah, yeah, I watched it from home. They went okay. I think they finished like maybe just outside the ten. But Taz did a really good job. He he like got in and got on the money straight away. So um, and he's very similar size to Dale, maybe just a little bit taller. So like seating position, all that stuff was was pretty good. Um, pretty tough ass, you know, to jump in last minute. You know, you, 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 I think, um, I can't remember actually whether they had a race on the Saturday night, whether it was just qualifying, but yeah, he didn't get a lot of time behind the wheel before he got into the actual race. So he did a nice job, but I was, I was the thing that I was most disappointed about Grant before he cut me off before mm. I actually had a trip booked to go to the Singapore Grand Prix the very next week. Oh yeah. And that didn't happen. That did not happen. And I've never been since. What was the this... trip? Was it was it working or was it uh, no, all pleasure? Just all pleasure. I was going with um, Steph's uncle uh, and his boys, and I was going to, uh, you know, just have have a bit of a holiday time. And it was all booked and ready to rock and roll. And I had to cancel. I said, "Oh, we'll go next year." And it's just never happened since. And obviously, it doesn't even exist at the moment. Mm. So anyway. One day I'll tick that off my bucket list. There we go. Cool. Well, all the best to you. Now, is that so, all? Well, that's no, no, no. So what I was doing, I was looking for some audio grabs, like I did with Noonan and Lockie last week, to to test you right. on some some questions that might have related to to Tony D. And and that uh, the video that I filed for Speed Cafe uh, triggered my me- my memory of the fact that you missed out on that Philip Island five hundred. Yeah. Because the thumbnail on the YouTube clip is the picture of the bonnet with all these uh, red red dots all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, what I what also found here? what, what I also to? found was <laughs> back in the day when I was working at Speed Cafe, they had this Crusher wanted this 10, 10 question thing. Originally, it was sponsored by Jack Daniels. And it was she was pretty it was pretty dodgy because I think it was just me making it up, filming it by myself. But the process was simple: ten random questions. I think you know we had Jamie Winkup, we had Craig Lowndes, we had yourself, we had Gartander, we did all these different people. And I found the one that I did with you. The mm. audio is terrible, right. but we asked you ten questions. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the little test for you. Okay. I'm going to play play this uh, play this. These, this stuff and ask you these questions as we go. Right. And let's see if your answers in 2021 are the same as your answers that we would have done back in 2011. Let's, uh, okay. let, let's give this a, um, let's give it a little bit of a test. So uh, it's 10 questions with Tony D. This was done on Speak FA. Uh, who, who is your racing hero? Right now, who's your racing hero? And who do you think your racing hero was back in 2011? I reckon I would have said Ayrton Senna. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I'll probably go with that now too. Cool. Okay. Let's see what you say. Um, racing hero would be. Or just PS, you are in the video that we're doing. You're cooking a barbecue. I've, I've obviously said, hey, we need to do some work stuff. PS, <laughs> make me lunch. And you've got. And a, having a beer. <laughs> you've got a little Heineken in the background. The audio is terrible. So the sizzling you're hearing is literally. Some sausages and some meat sizzling away. Hang on, hang on here we go. Probably Ed Senna or Mark Schumacher. There you go. You got because they've won so many races and you know, they show what uh, determination can do. So I'll probably think oh. of them as uh, inspiration and my hero. There you go. Okay, your ultimate muscle car 
what would have you said? Oh, gee, back then, probably like a Holden Monaro or something, something okay. like that. Let's hear what you said. I'd have to be a HSV 427. Dad just got one. He doesn't know it, but I actually take it out in the streets for a bit. <laughs> there you go. He doesn't uh, have that what, car anymore. There you go. What's your favourite moment inside a race car? I reckon I would have said winning the 2007 development series. Yeah, cool. So I would have it's thought still you my would, favorite. I would have thought you'd done that as well, but you, I think you actually took the question at a, a different way. Oh, as in like the best bit of driving a race car, not ah. Oh. But anyway, okay. th- so this okay, is what. Well, you, so the best. What's your favorite part of of a, a race? race is that that's yeah, that's right. Winning. Well, <laughs> I think that that you might get you might have got that right. Have a listen. Favorite moment would be when I get a good start. I generally get pretty good starts, and the past six cars is uh, is pretty awesome, especially if they're you know obviously qualified better than you, and you know then they've gone to the back and I've gone to you know, further towards the front. So that's always great. But uh, obviously finishing uh, anywhere inside the top ten and uh, getting that checkered flag and getting the result. Listen to those sausages. Bloody top ten. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I tell you what, my expectations about... are low, weren't they? Jeez. Here we go. Okay, cool. If you could go on a date with any person in the world. Who would it be? Jessica Alba, I reckon I would have said. Oh, Maybe Delta you... Goodrum. Nah, you didn't hear that. I was going to say, probably Crusher. He's uh, <laughs> quite attractive, man. I love to pick his brain. <laughs> All right, the crush man. Okay, who, what, sorry, what is one thing that you want to achieve in motor racing? Bloody winning, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, Isn't that actually... why we do it? Yeah, I guess. Here we go. First thing I want to achieve is get to the front of the grid in the, in the supercar series um, and also start winning races. You know, that's that's the goal at the moment and, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens from there. But, yeah, ultimate goal at the moment is uh, to win races and maybe, you know, possibly even win Bathurst one day. That would be a great achievement. Well, maybe this oh, year, Tony. I can't, I can't wait till I win Bathurst and you can replay that. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Uh, we might be more than halfway through this. If you could have anyone as your co-driver for Bathurst, who would it be? Who would have you said in 2011? Craig Lowndes. Probably Craig Lowndes. Yes. You know, every time he's put into a situation where he's under pressure or you know he's getting hit around, he always seems to come out on top. So uh, definitely you could rely on him to bring the car home and, and do those tough stints for you. So... Definitely Craig, and he's all, you know, got such a great track record at those endurance races. So now he's at Holden next year, maybe. Oh, there we go. Getting him, getting himself that ready. Those sausages are almost black, mate. They're almost black. <laughs> all right, your favourite piece of clothing. Gee, what? I don't know what I would have said there. Uh, maybe like a hat or something. Here we go. Probably a clean pair of undies. <laughs> That's a bad joke. If you weren't a race car driver, what would you be doing in 2011? Working at McDonald's. Did you did you see your guns? Your guns are actually quite big in this video. Like you reckon? I think you definitely know. You definitely knew where the uh, where the the push up bar was. Anyway, let's uh, let's see. If you weren't a race driver, what would you be doing in 2011? I'd probably move into the family business. I mean, I started at McDonald's and I enjoyed that. So maybe I'll be flipping, flipping burgers. Here we go. 
flipping well, there burgers. You go. It's, you, what year is it? 2021. And I'm, I'm back into the family business. 10 and, years on. Uh, I'm flipping burgers on the weekend at home. Perfect. Hey, you were flipping burgers back there. Um, okay. If you could have anyone over for dinner, who would it be? Who, who would have you said? You'll never know. You'll never guess the answers, the, the, uh, what, what you said here. It's nah, I've got no idea. No idea. Let's have a listen. It's probably um, Britney Spears because she's in Melbourne. Tiger Woods because she's in Melbourne. And uh, I don't know, someone else hot. <laughs> we have to be a female with, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. Jeez. Probably you, Grant. Crusher, we crush back into it. Oh my oh, god, who is up. this guy? Who is up to crush guy? It. Okay, what is the best thing about living in Australia? It's the final question. Oh, what what would have you said? Freedom. One hundred percent I would have said that. Freedom and just the ability to go wherever you want to go, you know, and just enjoy life. Yeah, that was definitely a thing ten years ago, not in twenty twenty one. Let's see what you said. Best thing about being in Australia would have to be the Oz barbecue, having a beer. Sausage on Sunday, always great. There you go. Right. Man, that guy needs some help with his uh, his public speaking. It's terrible. Yeah. I don't think you need too much help. How old are you back then? What were you 10 years ago? You're mid-20s. You're racing in full-time supercars. You're you're doing your thing. You're cooking snags. Like, you you clearly got some skills. I think, uh, you know, we've probably both developed our skills over the years put yes. it that way i think your you know videoing skills and interviewing skills are a lot better now yeah you can edit a hell of a lot better that is for <laughs> sure and my barbecue is a lot more impressive now it is it, it yes. definitely is that thing that we're but i'm around. still drinking heineken so there you go oh no I'm, I'm prony a bit more now prony very good okay cool well, uh, there you go. So you basically know nothing, despite all the uh, the years. You, I don't know if uh, other than Michael Schumacher being, oh sorry, Ayrton Senna being your all time motorsport hero. Nothing. You, you how, don't know anything about what you were doing back in twenty twenty. How funny is it though? I would never ever invite Britney Spears around, and well, and she like was Tiger Woods. Is so as you said like, in the uh, video though. That Britney was in Melbourne. in Melbourne at the time, probably doing a concert, uh, and Tiger was even here if, for a tournament or something. So, even if to, she was in Melbourne now, I would not invite her. Oh, no, why not? She'd be oh. interesting. No, yeah, she would. But anyway, as she's I said, I wanted someone hot. hot. She's pretty no. hot. Yeah, great. Nah, she's hot. She's definitely. Uh, and Tiger Woods. Old. I mean, you know, he's um, he'd still be good to have. I reckon. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Both of them would be very interesting. That would be for sure. Okay. Well, Tony, thanks for playing a game 10 years in the making. Very good. Um, and next time we do the quiz and we have, I had a lot of feedback asking, even some people saying, oh, so is the, the, uh, the second round this week. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll eventually get to it. It's going to be Aaron Noonan and Greg Rust in round two of the oh, you've Motorsport Lockie. Nerd quiz. Oh, he's, he's been, he's been ejected. He lost. Yeah. Noonan's the reigning champ. He's the carryover champ. There you go. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. The ultimate motorsport quiz, and we'll, we'll get back to that. Um, as we said at the top of the show, we've got Matt Stone from Matt Stone Racing, who's going to join us a little later on. Uh, but look, before we get to that, let's get straight into some news. 
And this is the news. The news is brought to us by motorsportwebsites.com. They'll look after your website. They look after our website. So if they can look after ours, they can look after yours. Get into them. Go check them out. It's Motorsport Websites. Uh, now, Tony, a official confirmation in the past week about the delay of Gen 3 for supercars. It's officially not going to be on the track until 2023. Seems like a long way away. It probably really isn't. But it was intended to start 2022 at the start of next year. It got delayed until mid-year where we would have had a hybrid year, a bit of a, a crossover year. Um, that has ultimately been deemed not feasible. And now there's a good uh, a good yeah, 15 months until we see these new cars. But we are going to see them pretty regularly on the track at every event. So there's going to be a really big, long lead up to mm. uh, the release of these cars. What are your thoughts? I think it's a very good thing that they're going to delay it to 2023. I, I couldn't get my head around how they were going to you know, introduce the cars midway through 2022 and how that was going to work seamlessly. And um, it just it just seemed like it was going to be really messy. So I think it is a good thing um, to, de- to delay the launch of the cars. It does give them a bit more time to test the cars, make sure they're good to go. I'm all for them showing the cars off, um, but... You know, if these cars, for instance, are going to be quite a bit slower than the current supercar because they don't have as much aero, I'm not sure whether it's a good thing to be rubbing that in people's faces at every single round during the year just just um, for the sake of showing the car off. Um, so that, that's the only thing. I mean, I think, uh, you know, if they sound amazing and they look really fat, then, yeah, definitely get them out there. But as far as doing, you know, the odd test uh, test session, that's my only concern. You know, uh, not that from the, you know, uh, from a spectator's eye, they're going to be able to really see whether they're going two seconds lap slower. Um, but if they put them on the track too much, you know, in the, the day, whatever supercars do will be wrong in someone's eyes <laughs> and they will get criticized for it. Um, you know, I saw so many comments about the rollout of 2023 being a negative thing. Yeah, you know, it's obviously had to happen for many reasons. And I think it is better for the category, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. I think a clean slate. Remember the hype and excitement around the rollout of the new regulations in 2013. Um, That was really exciting. And I guess that the added excitement to that was that Nissan was there and the Mercedes-Benz were there as well. Will we see another manufacturer in 2023? Who knows? At least least there's another extra few months that's that potentially right. a bit more time, a bit more time to get some of these deals across the line. If there are deals out there to be had and, and look at the end of the day, what we have in supercars at the moment is an amazing show and they're always trying to improve it, but qualifying is tight. The racing is tight. It's hard to pass. We know that, you know, the drivers know the cars back, you know, backwards and the teams do as well. And they put on an amazing show. So it's not like you're going to lose a year of driving these cars around and, it's going to be boring. You know, it's not going to be like that at all. Mm, we'll wait and see. Okay, so uh, you can really smell the Repco Bathurst 1000 in the air, Tony D. It's coming. Mm. It's coming. And there was an announcement on Monday about the confirmation of the co-drivers for Tickford. Probably not the biggest surprises that we've seen, but certainly James Moffat locked in 
to drive with Cam Waters and probably Moff's best ever chance to win at the great race. He's had, he's finished second there before at, uh, at the Bathurst 1000 with uh, our mate Taz Douglas uh, in the Nissan in 2014. That was sorry. Uh, so he'll race there. Uh, Thomas Randall, who will be a full-time driver in the Supercars Championship next year with Tickford, he's going to join James Courtney in the Boost Mobile entry. And Zach Best is going to team up with Jack LeBrock for his Bathurst 1000 debut. It's a pretty good lineup. Yeah, no, it is a very strong lineup. Um, a couple of little things there, though. I, I thought that uh, Thomas might get the gig with uh, Cameron Waters. And I, I know that, you know, potentially this was locked in a while ago with James driving with with Cam. Uh, but I just thought with all the miles he's doing in the lead up to next year, um, they might have favoured him to put him in the that car that, you know, is, is sort of their number one car in, in the in the team. But either way, like, you know, Moff last year did an incredible job. Um, I remember Jack LeBrock was ill and James had to do a lot of the the hero stints and you're up against the main drivers. And you got to remember he was out of the seat all last year, like all the co-drivers were doing nothing basically. And he did a really, really solid job. So I'm not surprised that they've got that faith in him to to put him with Cam. And the, the other other one was um, Alex Premack was meant to come out and drive alongside Jack LeBrock. And for obvious reasons, he hasn't been able to do that. So Zach Bess has got an amazing opportunity um, and he's been doing great things in Super 2 Series. Um, so he's sort of part of the family and I think that's a very good seat for him. And um, he'll, he'll do a great job with Jack. There's, there's no doubt about that. I'm a little bit sad that Alex isn't coming out, but he assures me, he assured me, that he has a deal for next year and he will be coming back to do the Ooh. Bathurst 1000. There you Ooh. go. Right. Exclusive, exclusive Perfect. news. Well, that's good. That's good. And, uh, you know, uh, we've got a plethora of uh, local talent here in Australia, but always great to have some internationals come. You know, the, the, the Euros and Americans uh, and, you know, a wide range of different people from all of our Kiwis have been coming to Australia to race in the great race, you know, whether one-off or even full-time drivers or, or part-time drivers or whatever that might be. Um, the, the history of the race has such a mm. strong link with international drivers. We don't see that as much in particular, you know, we might not see that. We certainly didn't see it last year and, you know, we mm. might not see it again for a little bit because of the uh, COVID situation we've got, but yeah, really important for the race to have some international connection because it just helps spread the word and continue to spread the, spread the word about Look, the great race. I think uh, every international driver would love to come and do the Bathurst 1000, but we are forgetting though, Grant, Maddie Campbell has been announced to join Andre Heimgardner at Grove Kelly Racing. Yeah, that great um, international driver from Warwick in Queensland. Wow, he's an international star these days. That's he, right. he races with a factory Porsche team. Unbelievable mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah. Um, so he'll be joining Andre. He's actually taking over from uh, Earl Bamba, mm. who was going to come out and, and do the race, but he's got conflicts with his schedule uh, overseas, so he can't make it. And uh, what a substitute, though. Matty's obviously done the Bathurst 1000 twice. Uh, he did it with Nissan, and he did it with Triple Eight as well, with Shane Van Gisbergen. So he's no stranger to it. And uh, he's he's basically a full-time endurance driver. That's all he ever does. So, mm. uh, yeah, he's going to be won. really strong. Of 
course, he won the Bathurst 12 hour, actually was the man to, oh, uh, that was to, so good. to get the job done there for Porsche back in 2019. So uh, that was an unbelievable yeah. end to that race. That yeah. was nail biting. Like that move that he pulled at Forest Elbow, that will go down in history, I reckon. There we go. Yep. Yep. A classic race. And looking forward to the 12 hour coming back. So they've actually said that the 12 hour is going to come back. Has been Indeed. there was some news in the past week that they uh, they kind of released Stefan Rotel from the from SRO as had kind of launched out there and said that the twelve hour will return and we'll be part of the calendar in March next year. So just before I think it's just before supercars get their season underway at Newcastle. Uh, what uh, have you ever have you already done a twelve hour deal? Are you in? Pretty much, pretty much. My good friend Adrian Dietz, I think he's going to run a car. So uh, if that's the case, um, I'll definitely put my hand up and love to join join them again. Um, obviously, Wally runs that car, so I'm sort of part of the family. Um, and we sort of got a bit of unfinished business because last 12 hour, the, the car unfortunately got shunted early in the race and I didn't actually get to drive it. So I was asleep in the truck waiting for my stint. And they said, don't bother getting up. Oh, it's all over. It's all over, mate. So, Just kept uh, sleeping. No, I got up. <laughs> you didn't pack your bags and get out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Definitely keen to do that race. It's just, just an awesome race to do. Great. Of course, we've got Matt Stone coming up. He is the owner of Matt Stone Racing, a very original name that he's come up for his own supercars team. But uh, before we get into him, there's a, there's a uh, there's a couple of news stories that we will bring up with him, including the fact that in the past week he's lost both of his drivers. Jake Estecki's gone and done some deals with Tickford to drive for them, effectively replacing Jack LeBrock. And it looks like there could be a bit of a switch between those two guys. Jack LeBrock leaving Tickford, going to MSR. That's what the rumours are saying and Kostecki going to drive in what is a pretty good plum drive there mm. at Tickford. So what is it with these Kostecki boys? They're just bloody filling up the grid left, right and center. Not taking over. Is there any more of them? There's three at the moment. There's a hundred. There's a hundred, a hundred of them. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. There's breeding machines, but it's a you know, they can't drive. There's mm. no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. Very, very good behind the wheel. So uh, it'd be interesting to see, um, how Jake goes in a Tickford Mustang. Yep. Um, now, the other thing that the uh, – so with that Tickford co-driver story that we were just talking about just before, it means that the only co-drivers or co-drives that haven't been announced are with MSR. So when oh. we talk to Matty Stone, we've got to get this done. Let's let's get it so done. Let's just find out. Let's just hit him up. Let's hit him up. Uh, let's well, let's – what do, do we – should we just hit him up now? Should we just yep. get him on the line? Yep. All right. Bowl press, into it. Press the numbers. This is it. Matt Stone on Parked Up and we're powered by Race Fuels. And it's great to have Matt Stone on the Parked Up podcast. Matt, how are you? Yeah, no, very good. Um, here up in sunny Queensland or not so sunny today, but no, it's, uh, it's good to be here. Amazing. Perfect, mate. Hey, uh, a few things to talk to you about uh, today, but uh, four rounds in... Four weeks at City Motorsport Park. It all kicks off in like 10 days' time. How's uh, preparations going for it? Yeah, look, our preparation's been um, pretty good. Like, you know, thankfully we've had uh, an abundance of time, like everyone with this uh, mid-season uh, break. So, you know, we're basically packing the truck 
early and giving the whole crew uh, from tomorrow off until we leave, just to try and give everyone a bit of home family time before we hit the road for, you know, a, a extended period. Um, so, yeah, we're basically ready to rock and roll, just packing the truck today and, and then we're off. Oh, very good. Um, and uh, so all everything comes with, obviously, you've got your two main series cars, but you've also got the DVS uh, entries that you that you look after as well in Super 2 and Super 3. Everything gets packed, everything gets loaded, the whole shooting match is going. Um, obviously, Super 2 and 3 aren't running till the third, sorry, till the fourth Sydney event. So we just got our main truck heading down next week and then the other truck will come down several weeks later um, probably bring us a few extra bits and pieces to, to fill in the gaps for any damage we might have had and um and obviously those extra cars for the last two events how do you guys uh you know some people probably would see you guys as a smaller team um tell us about the amount of staff that you have to be able to cope with main series cars dvs cars super three cars like you're running a lot of cars, um, which means a lot of manpower as well. Yeah, so we've um, in-house, we've got our own you know, sort of fabrication department, uh, full paint and panel department. Um, we do all the own gearboxes. Basically, we do everything other than the engines, um, which we we outsource to, uh, to KRE, do the engines for our Holdens, and a different supplier does it for the Fords. So everything else we do in-house and we're sort of geared up to do that right from the promotion side down to the spray painting. So yeah, a lot of departments there, a lot of, a lot of sort of boots on the ground. Um, not everyone travels away when we go racing, but certainly the majority of us do. And just talk awesome. us through being away for well over a month, um, competing in the next four Sydney motorsport rounds. And then obviously we go to the Bathurst 1000 as well. Um, how do you cope with that as far as damage and, preparing the cars in between yeah look i mean last year we had a small taste of it you know with um there was four four rounds back to back um but we were able to duck home very shortly in between um so it's and obviously last year the victorians drew the short straw and got the worst of it whereas we we weren't as uh as restricted and on the road for as long a time um so this will definitely be the longest stint away for us um you know, we've basically worked on preparing every single, we usually have spares in rotation from round to round. So we've sort of got absolutely everything prepped and serviced, ready to take away. So we have, you know, up to four rounds worth of um, spares in the truck, which means it's pretty full. Um, and we'll also have to be freighting stuff up, up and down the East Coast in between, just because, you know, we don't have enough to do five rounds. Um, with a, If, uh, you know, wear and tear or a bit of rubbing, rubbing's racing goes the wrong way so we'll be sort of running freight up and down the east coast between each round um and no doubt jumping in with the other queensland teams to organize that now we know COVID does not exist in queensland i know i've been hearing this from my friends uh everywhere but uh you know it's a real problem and it's uh do, do you are you concerned about going to sydney and spending that much time in amongst you know the, that area is pretty rampant with it so are, they, are you taking extra precautions or what's the go? Yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously, yeah, like I said, up here in sunny Queensland, uh, despite the inconvenience of closed borders, there really is no no COVID uh, to be seen and, and the little outbreaks that have popped up seem to disappear as quickly as they come. Um, but yeah, we're certainly taking it very seriously because, you know, there's a bit of a, there's a lot of duty of care involved. You know, we're taking a large group of people into what is the COVID capital of Australia 
um, and you know, right in the mix of it. And um, so one, we don't want to put our staff and our team in harm's way. So we're being very critical, um, even though Sydney is opening up and coming out of lockdown, we're essentially moving down there and going into our own little lockdown, um, which I guess is a bit of a uh, bit ironic coming from unlocked Queensland. We're going down to New South Wales and locking ourselves down just as they all come out of it. Um, but the other real factor to consider is with these races, races being so close together, um, if someone in pit lane, not necessarily our team, was to get uh, be unfortunate enough to contract COVID, there would be you know two weeks of quarantine plus however long that they have the virus for. You could potentially miss the rest of the season. Um, and if that person were to come into contact with our team and we all got put into isolation, you know we could miss rounds. So it's very serious to the category. I feel if um, if COVID were to get into one of the teams, that team could be out for the rest of the year. So so we're certainly taking it very seriously. And yeah, like I said, we'll be operating in our own private bubble. Um, We've sort of got accommodation that's got a little bit more, a little bit more space, a pool and stuff like that, so that we can uh, live live a bit nicer in lockdown while we're down there. Sounds great. I'll be there. I think I might come yeah. and bring bring my togs, come for a little dip with you guys. Um, okay, mate. Uh, yeah, it's looking forward to sort of seeing the circus come back. It's been it's been quite some time, and I guess a lot of your focus while you know getting ready for for five events in six weeks, including the biggest race of the year, the Repco Bathurst One Thousand at the end. There's a bit going on for 2022 as well, and uh, I guess look at at this stage, it looks like almost all the other teams are are sorted. Your team's been in the news a little bit of late with. Um, with movements for both of your drivers, both of your current drivers, confirming that they won't be there. Uh, of course, Jake Kostecki going to Tickford and Zane Goddard confirming that he that he won't be there. A, a complete change of lineup for you. What's the? Uh, I'd like to ask us. Oh, cool. Who's driving for you? But I'm sure that's probably not something you're going to uh, discuss with. Or oh, Tony's got his hand up. He wants to drive with you. He's ready Excellent. to go. Excellent. Um, what What's the uh, What's the plan? What's the status? How's it all going? Yeah, so I mean, look, we, our plans for next year are fully locked and loaded. Um, we're just currently, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, mate. God damn. Um, are we going to announce it right now? Are we? No, unfortunately. <laughs> no. No, we're just we're we're working on putting the release together. Um, you know, we're sort of looking at the different ways to do it. Um, you know, like we're we were fully intending on continuing on with the same two guys uh, months ago, um, and you know, rolling that lineup into next year. Um, and, you know, the big, big focus for us in the last couple of years is to be aim to have continuity into the Gen 3 rollover so that we can really capitalise on, you know, we don't want new drivers, new crew, new this and that while we're trying to focus on a new car. So with that being pushed back to the following season, you know, the important thing for us right now is continuity over the next two years. Um, and, you know, we're certainly in the, in the, we've basically put it all together and we're just packaging it up to release it to the world, what our, two-year forecast is um, all locked and loaded and, and that should be uh, should be coming out very shortly. Now, one thing that these teams like to do, we always, we record our, this glorious podcast on a Monday and then release it on Tuesday morning. And a lot of the teams decide to release their stuff on Tuesday morning. Is this being released tomorrow morning? No, look, we did have a plan released for tomorrow morning, which would have um, <laughs> been a piece of the puzzle of, of what we are putting together. But however, we've, We've since decided to maybe go with a different strategy to uh, maybe a bigger release that might just take a little bit longer to put together and, 
and and give a lot more of the whole puzzle rather than just pieces of it. But I can't really say too much on that because that's still fine. Working, as still long as you're not gazumping us tomorrow morning. <laughs> tomorrow morning, uh, we won't be releasing anything. Um, if you'd ask me Friday, I would have said maybe, but now we've changed our plans a little bit there. The cool. truth is, it's just so you don't interrupt your parked up um, debut. Isn't that right? <laughs> that's right. That'll get released tomorrow morning. Yeah, that's right. I thought I'd better, better change our plans. So that I don't <laughs> so, yep. Hey, the other question that I've got uh, that we haven't seen finalized is your endurance drivers. Now we've got well, the drivers for the endurance race. Mm. Of course, we've only got Bathurst. And we haven't yep. seen uh, who's 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 locked and loaded. Uh, a lot there. of unknowns, Maddie. A lot of unknowns. Who's Tony? You can't do it though. So stop sucking up. Okay, you're already yeah. locked in. Now look, we've been we've been sitting on a few little things there. Like it is all um, locked in place. We haven't really had any uh, great rush to release it. We had we had same thing planned on doing a release around our co-drivers. Um, however, we're just um, one of those drivers um, which probably wouldn't take a great deal of. Uh, uh, ingenuity to figure out who it is um, currently got an obligation with another team which um, is finished up prior to Bathurst so we're just waiting till all their obligations are finished up before we announce them as one of our co-drivers and and on that note we kind of save to do both at the same time but we're up it is getting late in the season and with all this what should have happened months ago and with all of the categories with all of the calendar shifting obligations got moved later and, and we find ourselves here Getting close to Bathurst, having still not overcome that hurdle of, uh, you know, not not wanting to cross conflict while someone's contracted to another another um, endeavour. So yeah, as as it stands now, like like much like everything else, we're we're all locked and loaded. We just haven't quite got to the point of um, releasing it to the world yet. Well, we will wait and see uh, who's going to be locked and loaded. Very with a lot of excitement because you are one of the last teams to actually announce some of these plans and. Drivers, I can't believe the amount of drivers that have moved teams this year. I thought it was going to be a really quiet off-season or, or driver market, um, but it's just gone absolutely crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we certainly thought we were going to be sitting this year's silly season out, and, um, you know, we've sort of found ourselves well and truly in the mix of it. So it has been a very interesting uh, interesting time, and I don't know whether everyone has a break from racing and idle hands and comes up with uh, different ways to get into grief and mix things around, but... Certainly, yeah. There's been there's been a twist, a lot of twists and turns that we we didn't think we'd be uh, mm. getting caught up in with, but we are very happy with um, how we've reacted to the changing landscape, and, and you know that we've come out with some some really solid plans that you know we we've been wanting to put in the pipeline, and and we're hoping sort of fast forwards our uh, long term goals. Now, Matty, um, do you enjoy that side of things or do you, do you just purely want to go car racing? You know, there's a lot of politics behind things and trying to put deals together, sponsorship packages. And obviously we all know that, you know, some drivers bring a little bit of support as well. And um, that, that obviously helps, but there's a balance, isn't there? You can't just grab, you know, a driver that's got no experience that can bring a heap of money because in the end of the day, it's no good for the for your team long-term. So that balance and that trade-off is often difficult to balance. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many factors to consider when looking at driver drivers. You know, there's their on-track and off-track performance. Um, you know, there's the potential as a race racer versus qualifying. Um, you know, I think the the change in format over the last 18 months, which is more shorter races, has really shifted the focus as well about what drivers have the potential to be really successful in the category. Um, 
but no, certainly from my point of view, I, I you know I love the racing and going racing, but I also enjoy the the business side. Um, the politics is um, is a different matter, but certainly the business of going racing and the actual racing itself that's definitely where my uh, my passion lies. Now, last week, uh, Supercars announced that Gen Three will be delayed until twenty twenty three. You know, not really a big shock, but uh, from your point of view, do you think that's a, a good decision? Um, we're a little bit on the fence, to be honest. Uh, we were happy to go Gen 3 next year. Um, we were happy to go Gen 3 middle of the year. We weren't really quite sure about why they'd picked middle of the year, but at the same mm. time, it wasn't really biggest big concern. Uh, and, you know, we're happy to go the following year. Um, for, for me, I look at it and go, it's, it's just the next step, you know. Um, the ZBs and the Mustangs have been around for five or so years now. Um, which means, you know, it's about time to go to that next one. Um, I understand COVID supply chain and everything that it had to be pushed back. Um, and I do know, do understand that moving it to the middle of the season was a bit of an unorthodox and strange uh, outcome, mm. which obviously had commercial reasons behind it. Um, so moving it to the next and start of the next season, I think it's cleaner. Um, be a shame if you really nailed the, un, the rollout of Gen 3 and it was mid-season and you weren't able to then turn that into a championship result you know if if, yeah. if a team or a driver really gets the the rollout right they should be able to try and push that and you know win a championship because of it um whereas you know with a mid-season rollout you could roll out cracking debut but it, whatever happened in the old car before that mm. could really hamper your results so i think 2023 is a much cleaner um outcome and, and you know like for us it means we can look at the next two years continuity wise and make sure that we have uh, a good package rolling 2023 to try and hit the ground running with the new regulations. So uh, a couple of options, you've got some, uh, the, the GM product, you've got the Ford product for the, for the new gen three regulations. Uh, would you even consider something else? Where's, uh, what badges it might be on the front of a MSR supercars entry? Yeah. I mean, look, that's, that's really an open, open discussion at the moment, you know, where, we had a, we, for the last few years, we've had a relationship with Holden, but Holden is no more. Um, and if you, you know, historically, Ford has definitely been, you know, there's been a lot of blue in the blood um, growing up. So, you know, we've got our team uh, and a lot of people within it are very much got a long heritage with Ford. Um, but when you look at recent times, you know, our results have all been in Super 2 and, and that with uh, with Holden. So, uh yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to say, you know, like we're not in the days where there's manufacturers coming in and really making a big difference. Um, for us, it's looking at, you know, if supercars get the regulations right, then it shouldn't be, shouldn't matter performance wise one to the other. Um, so it really comes down to which, uh, which marquee or, or if new marquees come in is best suited commercially to our team at the time. And what, what do you think is really important with Gen 3? Obviously some cost containment um, because it's, oh, it's fairly out of control in my view of the amount of money that teams have to spend to try and be competitive. Um, but you know, is it, you know, sound, is it, um, you know, just the cars are closer on track. What, what do you think? Yeah. Quality of product in the racing is definitely one of the key importance. Like obviously for the cars to look, uh, look like the real world product and, you know, be representative of what, of the, of the, the, the you know, their namesake in the real, real retail world, that's certainly important. Um, and certainly getting the racing so that people can race harder 
um, and you know, and there's less aero to hinder the overtaking and make make it so the racing is is as entertaining as possible. Yeah. To me, those are the two key parts of Gen Three. The um, the cost containment would have been fantastic, but um, you know, at the end of the day, it's still the same amount of equipment bundled up into four tires. So, and and you know, I don't see uh, you know, so unfortunately, a lot of people in supercars can't help themselves when it comes to building something new. You can't build it simpler. You've got to you've got to always strive to go to outsmart the guy next to you and go one more. And, and I look at the new car and I go, there's a lot of really cool things on it. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't describe it as simpler. I'd describe it as just another Version. evolution of what we have um, with a lot of new things that I'm not sure what the full uh, reasoning was behind. But so yeah, cost containment would have been a great outcome. But like I said, you got the same, you got an engine, four tires, and all the same kit and caboodle in the middle. So it's hard to see where that, where you can cut the cost out without seriously degradating the, the product. Um, but hopefully, the uh, the powers to be at supercars um, have can achieve some sense of that. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining us on Parked Up. One final question for you uh, from myself: Five events of 2021 remaining. What's something you'd like to see come out of it for your team is, you know, with the, with some new regular, with some different tyre regulations, you know, is there a chance of a, a podium for you guys? Is that something you'd like to do? Top 10 at Bathurst, of course, um, you know, of what's, what's the thing that you'd like to take home? Definitely the thing I'd like to take home is Bathurst 1000. Um, <laughs> but I don't think there's one who wouldn't answer the same. Um, no, look, I mean, for us, Sydney has always been our bogey round. Um, so doing four rounds there mixed time. Oh, God. Four. I'd oh, like no. to think. Could be a long month for you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd like to think that us as a team, you know, we're, we're going to go down there with the intention of coming out of those four weeks knowing that Sydney is, we can tick that one off off the list. It's no longer a bogey round. And, and hopefully we can prove that we can learn that track by getting some uh, some results and re- results and some top runs on the board. And then, yeah, Bathurst for us, like obviously we uh, – in the last few years, we haven't had a great strike rate at Bathurst with um, crashing out in 19, uh, engine failures with one car last year and the other car crashing out in a quite good position with just a few laps to go. So certainly uh, there's some, we would like to go there and win at the mountain, but in order to finish first, first you must finish. And, and that's certainly a, a, a goal we need to achieve this year on the back of the last two years uh, at the mountain. Awesome, mate. Well, we can't wait to get up there. It's going to be another great race. Uh, and uh, also very good to get back onto the track. It's been a uh, damn long time, so it, it'll be nice to see the supercars back out there uh, and you guys pressing forward in the championship. Matt Stone, thank you for, so much for joining us on Parked Up. No worries. Great to be here and see you at the racetrack very soon. Thanks, mate. Good luck. And great to have Matt Stone on the Parked Up podcast. That was his maiden innings on parked up as well it's taken what what are we are we up to 88 i think we're up to 88 88 yeah no yeah no, no, no it's 88 when did we make 80 uh, yeah that was no, at least no. eight weeks ago no yeah are we in the 70s are we only in the 70s oh, 78. 78 i think 78 i think okay, 78 cool. yeah, ah, yeah whatever whatever just doesn't matter anymore yeah as you get older you know the the numbers don't matter um Mm. was good to chat to him i was a little bit confused by some of the stuff he was talking about though Uh oh i don't know let's discuss this for a second 
Yep. So we're trying to get out of him who is going to co-drive at least. Like give yep. us something, mate. At the moment, yep. you've got no drivers for next year. You've got no co-drivers locked in. <laughs> like these cars aren't going to drive themselves, Grant. I think he um, could do it. Just he'll he'll do oh, it. Sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um so he did mention though that the driver, the co-driver, one of the co-drivers could not be announced at the moment because he's tied up with another team. Right. But that will all be done before the Bathurst 1000 and then they can finally announce him. So who the hell is that? Ooh, well, well let's do the power of deduction. So Mark Scaife. No. I don't think so. Craig but Lance. that would be fun. So obviously this person John has John to Bauer. be competing. John Bauer. has to be John Bauer. This person has to be competing in the championship at the moment. Oh, but, yeah. But can't, can't officially announce anything before the Bathurst 1000. So okay. by power of deduction, it can only be a wild card who could be doing oh. that. Now, there's been two wild cards this year. One of them is Thomas Randall. And he's yep. driving for Tickford. And we know that he's going to pair up with James Courtney at Bathurst this year. And he'll be a full-time driver next year in a new fourth car. So it's yep. not him. Right. The only other wild card is... Russell Engel. What? Oh, no, he's already doing it. He's, he is he's a wild card, though. He's, he's locked in. He is, he, well, he's a wild card for Bathurst. And we're trying to figure yeah. out who's driving another car at Bathurst. See how confused I am? Russell is very good at what he does. He's won that race a couple of times. I don't know if he's good enough to drive for two different teams. <laughs> the only other wild card that has been competing this year on a couple of occasions is Kurt Kostecki. And he drives for... Walkinshaw and Dreddy United ah. as a wild card, but he won't be a wild card at Bathurst. He will be a wild card likely at one of these Sydney Motorsport Park events. And oh, as soon as go. that is completed, then I think the uh, the seas will part for him to go and uh, be announced as a co-driver at Matt Stone Racing. You can only imagine alongside his brother, Jack. Are we calling that? Are we going to like, tell speed cafe and supercars and everybody this news Are we I, don't breaking think I, news do, here? I don't think i want to do that because they might say they might quote me in the story you know what we should do grant i have no idea what you're gonna say well i think we should not tell anyone and just test whether they're actually listening to the podcast right because we're breaking news here could be kostecki is going to drive with jake kostecki at the bathurst 1000 yeah at matt stone racing mm. And it has not been announced just yet. I think so. But look, we're just, it's just the, the you know, we're just deducing what what Matt had said. Maybe That's there's something else said. obvious out there. Maybe. Maybe. Not really sure. Uh, not really sure. Who knows? Let's see. But uh, there will be, it would mean that there's two brother combinations mm. in the race. Of course, your stable mates. Mm. Uh, you'll drive the number 11 with Anton Di Pasquale for Shell V-Power. And right next to you, Will Davison will have his older brother, Alex Davison, drive. So it's just a brother's fest. Mm. Mm. If you had any brothers, you could maybe see if you could get one of them to come in. I wish I did. I'd get one of my sisters. I don't know how Annie would go, really. Nah. I don't know if she'd have the endurance. Terrible driver. I don't know if she'd have the endurance for it. Why? Were you saying she's unfit? No, no, no. Like, I'm not saying she's unfit. Uh, okay, I'm saying she's unfit. She's not going <laughs> to get through the first stint. 
Sorry. Oh, dear. Um, cool. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add to this glorious podcast? No, it's actually turned out all right. We, we're getting closer to uh, some racing, though, and I think next week we should catch up with uh, maybe another supercar guy or somebody that's going to actually race at the first Sydney Motorsport Park round mm-hmm. because, obviously, you know, there's a few of us that are going to drive at some point over the four weekends, but it'd be good to get someone's... Uh, little opinion on the actual formats and uh, see if they're actually excited to spend four weekends in a row at Sydney Motorsport Park. Oh, mate, we've got no choice. This is what we're going to do. This is what's going to happen to get this championship run and won. Of course, it's not ideal. Is but it is what we've got. It is what we've got. What was that? Is it the Repco Championship? The Repco Supercars Championship by its no. official... How many times do you want to say Repco? Repco are not a sponsor of the Parked Up podcast. (laughs) No, they are not. No, they are not. But if they're listening, contact (laughs) us, please. Mitch Wiley, you know where to get us. Okay, cool. (laughs) That's it. It is the Parked Up podcast. It's either 79 or 89 or 78. Anyway, 69. whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not. It's not 69. But you've listened to us and... Uh, you've listened to us and if you haven't yet, please subscribe and like us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, maybe even give Tony D a little cheeky follow. He's on all of those social platforms as well. Oh, absolutely. He wants, he needs your friendship. He needs your followership. Get into it. Okay. Until good. next week. Have a good week, mate.